believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven, you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. That God has raised up an army of God. His remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, crucify him, crucify him. And it totally backfired when Jesus said, forgive them as they do not know what they do. I believe Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan. And that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven so that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you and I hope You'll join me and all the blessed to teach patriots. And let's see what God is doing today. Welcome, it's Friday night and it is uh, February 16th, 2024. Welcome to the Friday night praise and prayer. We're going to be talking about the crucifixion of Jesus. Not not a fun topic, but also but amazing results, right? Uh, fooled the enemy. We'll be getting into the, the details of that on chapter 19 of the book of John. And I wanted to just mention one thing before we got started, and that was uh, we have a new app. Just want to make sure everybody uh, knows about this right here. You can use that QR code right there. And this is getting great reviews because all 25 or so things that we have that are on like seven different platforms, right, that we've launched over the last five years as all at your fingertips in one place with this new B2T ministry app. You'll really enjoy it. It's getting a lot of five-star reviews. We appreciate your five-star reviews, by the way, uh, to so more people find out about this. Um, but you, you can go to that QR code or just go to blessedteach.com slash apps, blessedteach.com slash apps and you will be able to get it. There's a link down below in the video as well. But that'll get you to the screen where you can download both of our apps. We also have neighborhood.social, uh, neighborhood which is the Facebook replacement where and that's where, where we're kind of uh, chatting with each other, doing Zoom groups together, uh, sharing information together. Uh, but the B2D Ministries app is the perfect place to get to that area plus everything else, right? Including our searchy platform where you can search what the prophets are saying 
on terms and it'll show you the exact area and play the video of that person talking about that. So there's a lot uh, of stuff we've been offering, all the equipping stuff that we've been doing and you can get access to all that. Make sure you download the app. Uh, but with that, we are going to get started right now. Uh, Gus, how are you doing tonight? Doing good, Rick. How are you? Uh, great. So uh, would you mind opening us up in a prayer as we dig into the John chapter 9, 19, I guess. Sure, sure. Father God, we come before you tonight, Rick and myself, on behalf of the B2T crew here and all of our listeners out there and anybody that might listen in the future, Lord, we just... We just come to you praising you, lifting you up, honoring you for you created all things and all things were created by you. Nothing was created that was not without you, Lord. We acknowledge that. Lord, we just pray that you're with us. We call your Holy Spirit. We know your spirit lives within us, but we call your spirit down, Lord, the Ruach HaKadosh, that we come down and, and just visit with each and every one of us, Lord, as we break your bread and share it with the listeners, Lord, and we drink in the wine of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Gus. So we will be going over chapter 19 here, and um, we also will be playing some beautiful worship music. Uh, there's a brand new uh, video that we have uh, that we're playing as well. Again, it's called Trust in God. Um, beautiful worship psalm that we've added scriptures to and, and beautiful video. So we'll be going over that one again as well. Um, but let's start a little bit just digging into some of the scripture. We had 107 on last Friday, so we got through only a, a paragraph or so as we delved into the depths of this, this, uh, this, this beautiful scripture on John 19. So if you look at this here, we went through, Jesus was delivered to be crucified. And it was really interesting because we ended right where um, Pilate saying, Do you not know that I have authority to release you, to an authority to crucify you? And Jesus answered him, you would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given to you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me over to you has the greater sin. So that's like Jesus saying, okay, go ahead and crucify me. I submit, mm -hmm. right? Because, uh, and it basically took the guilt off of Pilate. So it's like, oh my goodness, what do you think about that? That uh, Gus? <laughs> Yeah, like we've been discussing about all the scriptures in the Old Testament that declared their prophetic utterings about the death and crucifixion and raising from the dead of Jesus Christ. It all had to be fulfilled, but it was in like secret code they couldn't see because they didn't have the Holy Spirit we have today because Jesus went and is seated at the right hand of the Father and he released the Holy Spirit available to all of us now so we can unlock these mysteries as we see them in his word. Uh, mm -hmm. The people from the beginning, they long for what we have today because of what Jesus Christ went through. So we get to him be all the glory for that. Yes, alone to all too, too as well. He's, uh, Sherry's backstage, we got Jeremiah backstage, we've got Ty backstage, we've got uh, Chris backstage, Gus and I are backstage. Come and join us, by the way. You can just go to blessedteach.com, hit the backstage tab. You can have an account created in the next two minutes, right? Nets just joined us from Sweden. Um, we, But where we ended was on verse 12 here. It says, from then on, Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out, if you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. So that's interesting. 
So Pilate wants to release him, but uh, the Jews are trying to trap him with their own, with his own uh, fear of Caesar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they're still doing the same playbook today. Uh, you don't play by their rules. You know, they didn't, it's, it's, it's all the same old playbook, but you know, he says he's not Caesar's friend and he, he's, uh, that he himself is a king that opposes Caesar. Mm -hmm. Interesting thing is back in, I looked this up earlier today, uh, in Matthew seventeen twenty four. Now, let me go to John 18, 33 through 36. I don't know if I'm going to pull that up, Rick. Uh, but it was Pilate talking to Jesus, and he says, Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered and said, Do you say this thing of yourself, or did others tell it to you? And Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? In other words, do I know the Jewish things? I'm not a Jewish person. Thy, your own nation and the king chief priests have delivered you unto me. What do you have? What have you done? And then Jesus says, answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence so he was telling him he was a king but he wasn't a king of this world yeah he's the king of the world to come the, the world that he was establishing right there he was the chief cornerstone of the church and he set that stone and everything was built out from him and his kingdom yep the chief cornerstone for sure um if it's interesting here as well when you talk about Pilate was caught wanted to release him you'll see that also it referred back to in Acts 3:13 after the fact right after mm -hmm. and after he's resurrected and everything it says verse 13 the God of Abraham the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob the God of our fathers glorified his servant Jesus whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him so they even talk about this story right afterwards, right? Pilate decided to release him, but mm -hmm. no, you guys denied it, right? <laughs> yeah, but, he washed his hands of it, remember? Yes. So the, his blood is on your hands and your children's hands, I think. Your, their heads and their your children's heads, which was kind of prophetic in itself because Jesus died for his enemies that nailed him to the cross, his blood is here to cover them should they decide to receive him mm -hmm. and and here's another thing that talks about everyone who makes himself a king opposes caesar we see that also in luke 23 2 where it says and they began to accuse him saying we found this man misleading our nation and forbidding us to give tribute to caesar and saying that he himself is christ a king so again this is the beauty of having multiple gospels how you get a fuller view of what they were actually saying, right? So sometimes John goes into a lot more detail. Sometimes the Synoptic Gospels goes into more detail. So it's a beautiful way to get, um, really get a good feel for exactly what was happening here. But notice there they said he refused to give tribute, which was a lie. Exactly. Everything was based on because in Matthew 17, 24, you have the story. Uh, it's 
1724 through 27 talks about is where uh, they were looking for the tribute from Peter and he said hey uh, what do you think about this tri tribute do you think that they charge their own children this tribute or, or strangers just same thing today do you think the elite of this world charge their own children taxes or do you think it's just on us you know and that's when Jesus told them to go down into the to the water and the first fish you see open up his mouth and take that coin out and give that to them for me and you so he did pay tribute they were lying yeah that's that's a very good point and that is a that's exactly what uh, they're doing now to Trump, right? <laughs> they're trying exactly. to... Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, it's an interesting parallel, but, you know, the yeah. people out there say, oh, they're saying Trump is Jesus. No, he's not, but it's an interesting prophetic parallel. Yeah, like, how dare you take a loan out and pay it back? <laughs> right. <laughs> With exactly. no victims. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, geez. Okay. There you try to represent your property for the highest value possible. Doesn't everybody do that when you're selling something? You know, it's uh, to one person, it uh, one man's trash and another man's gold. You know, it's a, it's it depends on the buyer's perspective. You know. Yeah, uh, and every part of that is just is so crazy because they paid back every bit of cent. They made all the interest. They gave him a trophy for the loan. <laughs> Yet, yet in, in New York, that's a crime, right? So it was a right. crime for Jesus to basically tell them the truth about who he was, right? Mm -hmm. And it was a crime that Jesus actually did give tribute to, Jesus, to, to Caesar, right? Like you said. Um, mm -hmm. But that's what happens. The enemy's a great deceiver. Tries to twist everything. Of course, right? he did it in a very quite interesting and miraculous way that he does. Yeah. You know, he just hand him a coin out of his pocket he says i'll go down there and pull see the first fish you see pull the coin out of his mouth and give that to him it's like wow yeah that's a good point he's, he's even paying <laughs> taxes in miraculous ways i wish i could pay taxes that way <laughs> well, me too me too i'd be down there fishing all the time yeah yeah so when Pilate heard these words he brought jesus out and set him down on the judgment seat at the place called the stone pavement in and in the aramaic is Gabbatha. So it's interesting that the very uh, judge of God is actually being judged at a, at a, at a secular pagan judgment seat. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the verse 13 um, there where it talks about the judgment seat, you'll see that a little bit more detailed in Matthew 27, 19. We talked about this last week a little bit. Besides, while sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him. So this is a little more detail again that we get in Matthew than what we got in John. Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I suffered much because of him today in a dream. So during that very day, his wife gets that dream. And so we mm -hmm. see, uh, so Pilate heard these words and, um, and brought it out to this judgment seat at the place called the Stone Pavement in Aramaic. Now was the third day of preparation of Passover. It was the sixth hour. He said to the Jews, Behold your king! Which is kind of, kind of a slap on their face, right? <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking too, isn't it interesting that the Lord had these things take place? Because we're watching a movie, folks. It's God's movie. And all these things took place throughout history. He recorded them here for our admonition and learning. But he had Pilate's wife have the dream 
and had it recorded that he told Pilate and Pilate continued we'll see later on in here he's continually saying I don't find nothing wrong with this man just to show that it was the Jewish people that sent him to the cross mm -hmm. to show who the guilt was and he was he washed his hands clean of it much yeah. like uh, it's exposing their darkness much like uh, another parallel with Trump's scenario that uh, they're exposing they, they can't beat him in the ballot box so they've got to use lawfare and these things uh, and they're yeah. exposing their darkness and I mean they're gonna charge him 350 million dollars or something like that now uh, for this it's, it's crazy yeah it says I think it's real interesting that Pilate actually tells the truth and the Jews are lying right so he's he says behold your king and he actually writes it down. They cried out, away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, shall I crucify your king? Woo, the chief priest answered, we have no He's king but Caesar. In there, <laughs> now is this not, I mean, to, to, for the, this, is how, this is how bad it gets when you are a, a religious leader and you know you only have one God, right? Uh, and they've memorized mm -hmm. all the scripture, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and they that they would actually say we have no king but caesar wow there's the denial of of, of everything they they supposedly are studying so they that's how much hatred they had to the point where they were denying mm -hmm. their own their own uh, belief system Mm-hmm. interesting yeah that away with him inter is interesting too because that is you know it's like um, you know, we have no God but Caesar away with him. It's like just some complete rejection. You see that uh, in the synoptic gospels as well. Luke says, but they all cried out together, away with this man, but release to us Barabbas. We were talking about that last week as well. You also see that in Acts, they talk about it. For the mob of the people fall crying out. So now it's in history where they're, they're talking about it away with him. So really coming back to that, like you just talked about, Gus, that guilt of the Jews, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he delivered him over to be crucified. Yeah, because another place it says, what is it in Psalms? He came to his own and his own received him not. Yeah. And speaking Jews that delivered the oracles because clearly they got lost in religion and and couldn't see these things couldn't see that he was the messiah yes all in their book that we read now today it's there it's just amazing to me that so many don't see it in the scriptures but many are seeing it many are coming they're becoming messianic jews and they're receiving christ as their their savior right next we're going to get into the crucifixion and right now um we're going to sing the song gratitude just to think that Jesus, you know, we talked about this last last week as well. He could have called down his 72,000 angels, right? The legion of angels. Mm -hmm. He could have completely uh, rescued himself easily, right? But he submitted completely to the will of God. Just like he was what, sweating blood in the Garden of Gethsemane the night before. And even now, right here, he tells Pilate, go ahead, right? Well, Amanda has a prophetic saying, and I'll probably botch it up, but I'm going to tr do my best to spit it out. She says, the hallmark of a brilliant chess player is to bait their opponent into thinking 
the maneuver the move that they make is for their best interest and really setting a trap for them and that's basically what's happening here because jesus is leading right into killing him because they've got to kill him so that he'd be sacrificed he fulfill the scriptures and make god true and they don't see it the, the enemy doesn't see it because god is brilliant much the same way i think with and, I, and i'm not saying that donald trump is jesus he's a man like we are but moses was a man like we are david was a man like we are we all have faults but there's representatives for things and and in this case, it's like our real president is setting precedent. Everything they're doing to him now, they've set precedent to be done unto them. So it's brilliant. We're going to see we, the best is yet to come in that thing. Yeah. So that whole, the whole pride that they the Jews had and the anger that they had, had brought brought them right into that trap, as well as it had them deny their own God. Right, mm -hmm. we have no king but Caesars. But what did Jesus do? Just like right up here, we were talking about it. He basically said, um, uh, "You have no authority over me at all unless it's been given to you from above." He basically gave mm -hmm. permission for Pilate to crucify him. So we should have some great gratitude for that. Is that not right? Let's uh, let's worship to this mm -hmm. song. For this reason, he came into the world. So mm -hmm. praise God. Would you mind reading right, the top part? I'll, I'll do the bottom. Right. Okay. First verse here we've got here is, How can I express all my gratitude? Every song must end, and you never do. Praise the Lord. Who can utter the mighty deeds of the Lord or declare all his praise? Psalm 106, 1 and 2. The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. Psalm 93, 1 through 2. In the second verse we highlight in this song is, So I throw up my hands. All that I have is a hallelujah. I know it's not much. I have nothing else fit for a king. That verse always reminds me. My mom always loved the little drummer boy. <laughs> and for some reason it takes my mind back to that little cartoon <laughs> of the drummer boy. Because all he had was the playing of his drum for the king. Yeah, remember? that's a good point. <laughs> Psalm 119.48 says, I will lift up my hands toward your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. But he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. And with his wounds we are healed. Isaiah 53.5. And the third verse we're going to highlight is, Come on, my soul. Lift up your song, because you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name in Psalm 104. I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over the, all the power of the enemy. That's all the power of the enemy. And Luke 10, 19. Let's give him gratitude for all this. All my words fall short. I got nothing new How could I express All my gratitude I could sing these songs As I often do But every song must end 
with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Mm. This is our brand new song that we just got done last week. It's called Trust in God. 
first lyric we attach it says, I trust in God, my savior, the one who will never fail. Psalm 18, two through three says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge. I call upon the Lord and I am saved from my enemies. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood, and what he did for me on Calvary is more than enough. Amen. Titus 3, verse 5b and 6. By the washing of the regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, our Savior. By canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross, and it's Colossians chapter 2, verse 14. And if you look at the third verse, this song talks about is all is at rest. I know the author of tomorrow has ordained my steps. For we who have believed enter that rest. That's Hebrews 4, 3. That's the rest of the Holy Spirit, the seventh day, spiritually. Then the steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. And that's Psalms 37, verse 23. Fourth lyric says, I sought the Lord and he heard and he answered. That's why I trust him. Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. And trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. That's Proverbs 3, 5. Amen. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Trust in him.
call upon the Lord and I am saved from my enemies. I'm do one more worship song here before we go on. I'll do the white ones to cut, Gus. Yes, sir. That song reminded me of 1 Corinthians, was it 12 or 13, the love chapter? Love never 13. fails, and God, we know God is love. Yeah. Anyway, first verse on this one is going to be, Light of the world, you stepped down into darkness. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 8, 12. Mm -hmm. Secondly, we have, here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you are my God. Mm -hmm. Thomas answered him after seeing the resurrected Christ, my Lord and my God, in John 20, 28. Mm -hmm. And thirdly, here we have, you're altogether lovely, you're altogether worthy. Worthy are you, O Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Revelation 4.11 And I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. Mm. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Isn't that beautiful? He's together, Amen. he's worthy. He's the light of the world. That's why we say, here I am to worship.
Genji just spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever falls will not walk in darkness. Thomas answered him, my Lord, my God. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things. Some, some beautiful music. We'll get to some more in a little bit. I wanted to get back to teaching with Gus here. We are um, digging into chapter 19 of John. And uh, with that, uh, any thoughts on any of those songs, Gus? <laughs> well, the first one I thought it was pretty unique. I seen the chessboard on there, and the Lord led me into the comment that Amanda makes all the time about the hallmark of a brilliant chess player. Yeah. Which is the the picture of Christ? He he pulled a brilliant chess maneuver on the devil when he had them take him to the cross, and then that's what needed to happen so that he could they could kill him, so that he could rise, raise from the dead, and defeat death, hell, and the grave. So I thought that was unique. Uh, mm -hmm. But they're they're just good songs, and if you don't meditate on the fact that it's it's in our human natural selves, it's hard to even now even fathom everything that he went through for us so that he could set us free but then beyond that just to consider all the books of the bible though they're separated into books now they used to be scrolls but all the scripture the prophetic scriptures leading up to that and he fulfilled every one of them it's mm -hmm. just god's brilliant plan to give us rested assurance that he is god the one true god that we know by his word which he calls his son yes it's just and you wouldn't know this unless you knew the word you know the yeah. word you see the word you see the father right so that it's word just in your heart yeah get that word in your heart because uh, it's basically jesus in your heart right <laughs> mm -hmm. so we if we look at this this part of the scripture now we're into the crucifixion so so they took jesus and he went out bearing his own cross to the place called the place of the skull which in Aramaic is called Golgotha so now, there's an interesting thing about that I could share mm -hmm. so Golgotha like it says means the place of the skull remember we went there and saw there was a little bus station beneath it now and they've mm -hmm. carved out some of that face but to look at it it looked like a human skull the eye sockets and the nose and everything and if you think about this he had two crucified beside him and you know they say like in uh what is it genesis 38 i think don't don't mark me on that but it's in genesis where jacob is wrestling with the angel of the lord mm -hmm. in a place called penile spelt differently but a place called penile and after he had wrestled with him to get the blessing then he Jacob became Israel so you think of the pineal gland the, the little light that comes on inside our brain 
I like to think of it as my meeting place, it's my antenna connection to God himself, you know, and so here's Christ in the middle, and he's got two thieves on either side. These eyes right here in our skull mm -hmm. are the thieves because they make us, you know, we don't live by sight, we live by faith, which is a spiritual thing within, so it's quite interesting to think about then if you ever saw a cross section of our pineal gland in that area in there it looks like the mercy seat with the two angels mm -hmm. uh, and god created us so it's like even in our bodies and then they talk about our dna is his name is written on our dna strand like hwy or what is it yahweh mm -hmm. it's just it's amazing it just proves again and again and again that we were fearfully wonderfully made and he fit all this together it's Amen. just tremendous and the enemy tries to take everything that's true and twist it and so that's why you got the illuminati talking about apes. the third the third eye <laughs> when it really is yeah. our, it is our spiritual eye right <laughs> yeah it's real healthy they, to get they kind of on twist that too, make things weird and ugly. <laughs> yeah it's, it's interesting right here the bearing his own cross um if you you know there's a parallel to that in luke when it's talking about where jesus is literally saying hey whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple so that kind of relates to just that we need to be bearing our own cross right um but then you look at the synoptic gospels and you see a little more detail um so again this is just all the examples we showed many times how john expanded things greatly compared to the synoptic gospels you know matthew mark and um and matthew mark and luke um but when you look at some of these other passages that talk about this very thing in matthew it talks about and they went out they found a man named Cyrene simon by name they compelled him the man to carry his cross so, so jesus carried it to where he couldn't carry it anymore you've probably seen that in the passion of christ and and as well but you can see here how Matthew talks about that. And then you also see here in Mark, very similar, and they compelled a passerby, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander the Rufus. There you got even more detail, right? Mm -hmm. He says what he was doing and uh, who his father was, right, to carry his cross. And uh, I've seen some studies to show that this guy was probably uh, black, right? Um, based mm -hmm. on the heritage where he was from. Here it says, and, and this is this is Mark, says, and they compelled a passerby or Simon of Cyrene who was coming in from a country, the father of the Rufus. You can see that's almost exactly the same. That's why they, when they look at uh, uh, Mark and Luke, that they that, that probably Luke used some of that. And Luke went as a doctor way in more detail on specifics of who was Roman and all, all that stuff. So he was probably using uh, Mark so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of theories about this, but um, Mark talking about uh, that, and then then here is is Luke account talking about um, who was coming into the country and laid him on the cross. So and they they carried away. They seized. They seized. So, so it wasn't like they asked him to do it. They seized <laughs> Simon of Cyrene. So you kind of get to get different color, different angles of different things. Just kind of fun to, to look at the different scriptures and what how they're how they're portraying this. Mm -hmm. And they were crucified there. They crucified him, and with him two others, one on this either side, and Jesus between them. Pilate also wrote an inscription and put it on the cross, and it read, "Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews." 
Woof! Anything about that, Gus, at all? Uh, no. I guess so. Just that it's it's a declaration. It was in writing, you know, yeah. so that I Masters by would see it. It was in three different languages. I think it goes on to say uh, the languages of that day. So it was translated for everybody there, so they knew. Right. One thing I found interesting in Hebrews it talks a little bit about. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through His own blood. Right. So I'm not sure the significance of the outside the gate, but. Um, you know, the whole point is that is that this was done on for a very specific purpose because the whole book of Hebrews is talking about moving from the Old Testament to the New Testament, from sacrifices of of, of animals to the the one perfect sacrifice of the living God of Jesus, and mm. interesting stuff there. But I love this how how they say many of the Jews read the inscription for the place where the Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Aramaic in Latin and in Greek. So the chief priest of the Jews said to Pilate, do not write the king of the Jews, but rather this man said, I am the king of the Jews. And Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> I do too. It's like, give it up, guys. He's the king. He's your king. It's written. <laughs> it was written and then he wrote it. You know, he's the king of the Jews. And he wrote it in yeah. Amer Aramaic, in Latin, and in Greek. <laughs> so, boom, boom, boom. And so this horrible incident ends up being just a, a, a statement of truth and a, and, a, and a defeat of the enemy when they didn't expect that at all. Mm-hmm. You want to read yeah, this Yeah, imagine I would love for it to say, he said, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. He said he's the Jews, so... You want to read this part, Gus? Okay, 23. Let's see. My glasses. Here we go. Verse 23. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts, one part for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. I think that means it's very expensive. So they said to another, let us not tear it, cast lots for it, to see who it is, or who it shall be, whose it shall be. This was to fulfill the scripture, which says, They divided my garments among them, and my clothing they cast lots. And that was in Psalms 22:18, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so another scripture about Christ. And they didn't even realize they were fulfilling it. You know, that's the beautiful thing. But, you know, we look back on it now when we see future proofs past. God had it in there way back in Psalms. It's probably a Psalm of David, right? I don't know. Some of, the, some of them were written by others, but... Uh, they divided my garments among them, and, they, and for my clothing they cast lots. Pretty amazing. I don't like how prophecy works. You know, uh, you'll hear a prophecy. Prophets will speak what they hear from God. You know, he likes games, so he makes it fun for us. So we got to search yeah. these things out. <laughs> after, after it happens, then you say, "Oh, that's what God meant." There it is. Isn't that something? You no, know, it's it's fun. Yes. Now, I'm just going to see what this cross references to. You can see just, just the whole, all the other Gospels talking about this as well. 
Um, you can, so that one, that's one thing I like about the cross-reference. Uh, that's, that's kind of the mode I'm in in my Bible study right now. Sometimes I like to get to a lot of scriptures when I just read the whole Bible, right? Um, other times it's like really deep study and I'm kind of into that cross-reference deep study right now which has been just real beautiful as we talked about last night with uh, the, the armor of God. All right, so we're, let's see how much we have left. We got quite a bit left. Wow, this is a long chapter. I forgot about this, how long this one is. <laughs> but to get to more of the story, let's keep going. Time. So the soldiers did these things, but standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, or Clopas, might be butchering that one, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciples whom he loved, talking about John, standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. Yeah, John was referred to as the disciple that Jesus loved. Right. But what he says to one, he, he means for all, right? So he really loves us all. But, uh, yeah, that's interesting. There? Back to Jesus used used that when it taught when he talked about about his mom when he said when his mom actually won that battle because <laughs> he said women it's not my hour yet and she kind of yeah, must give him the eye son get busy <laughs> and he did the miracle in Canaan right yes yes indeed well, here's we'll the death of here. Jesus after this Jesus knowing that all was now finished said to fulfill the scripture I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave his spirit. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So there he is on the cross. He's done all his advanced calculus all his life, fulfilled all the scriptures. Now there's one more in there. i got to get these dudes to put that hyssop up to my lips because that's... <laughs> That was part of the Passover, when they prepared the Passover lamb. Uh, I think they bathed it or whatever in hyssop. There was hyssop involved. You'd have to go back to Exodus, right, where they had yeah, the Passover and look at that story. But it's a reference to that because he was our Passover. Mm -hmm. So they fulfilled. Yep. Yeah, so so as, as every, every part of this is being finished, we're hitting more and more fulfilled scriptures of the Messiah. Mm -hmm. um, then we'll get into the side pierced after a few more songs. So let's dig into um, a, a classic of how great thou art. I think I'm on the white scriptures now, aren't I? I think so. How great thou art. Sing my soul, my Savior God to thee. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. That's Romans 8, verse 2. Yes. O oh Lord my God, consider all the worlds thy hands have made. Mm -hmm. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all the hosts of heaven. That's Psalm 33 and 6. Just think about that. The word and the breath 
we're designed in his image so when we talk our breath and words come out together too i made the earth and created man on it it was my hands that stretched out the heavens isaiah 45 12. third lyric in here says that god his son sent him to die he bled and died to take away my sin his intent was that now through the church the manifold wisdom of god should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in christ jesus our lord it's ephesians 3 10 to 11. fourth lyric is on the cross my burden gladly bearing come to me all you who are weary and burdened i will give you rest Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is Sorry light. About that. <laughs> 11, 28, 30. You got it through. All right, that was good. <laughs> On the cross, burden gladly bearing. Uh, wow. Mm. He bled and died to take away our sin. Yes, this is a classic.
do not know what day your Lord is coming. Be ready for the Son of Man that's coming at an hour you do not expect. Alright, so we're continuing to dig into the crucifixion. Now we get to some more fulfilled prophecy areas here where Jesus' side is pierced since it was the day of preparation and so that the bodies would not remain on the cross of the Sabbath, for the Sabbath was a high day. The Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So, which was often, which was pretty common, I guess, back then, right? Yeah. So, so the yeah, soldiers, they, go ahead. If they didn't die right away, they'd break their legs because then they couldn't support themselves pushing them. Because the whole time, it's death by their, their lungs are filling up with fluid and they push themselves up to get a breath. But once they break their legs, they can't put themselves, push themselves up anymore and it just speeds up the process. Yeah, basically drowned in their fluid. It's pretty, pretty painful death. Yeah. Right. It's pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus, he saw that he was already dead. They did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. Anything about it? Uh, well, it fulfills a scripture. It's probably there in one of those highlights. But uh, in the Old Testament, it said not a bone was broken. Yeah. So he didn't have any bones broken in him. So it fulfilled that one. And the blood and water, I got an interesting like, uh, spiritual insight into the blood and water the blood representing his spirit and the water his word water also in the old testament represents his water and his spirit in many ways remember the woman at the well he says if you drink of me you know drink of what i've got to give you'll never thirst so he, he compares the word that became flesh compares himself to water course his blood he became a man to sacrifice his blood to become one of us so that he could be prepared to be a sacrifice mm -hmm. you know, God in the flesh inside him was sacrificed so I look at the blood and water like the Old and New Testament in some ways uh, there's another scripture I think in first John it says this is he who came by blood and water not by water only but by blood also mm -hmm. so a lot of interest, a lot of deep thought in that, uh, that blood and water. And then plus there's another spiritual metaphor I see here, a comparison, a parallel to Adam. Because remember, God created Adam first. And there was one being standing in front of him. But then after he named all the animals, so you know he had a brilliant mind to name all the animals. He had a mind like God, you know. Uh, and then he didn't find any helpmate for him. So he says, it's not good that man be alone. So what did he do? He put a deep sleep over him. And he went into his side to pull out his bride. And if mm -hmm. you think about it, we're born, the church is born from his word, his water, and his spirit, his blood. We're covered in his blood. We're sanctified in his blood. So in a way, you can picture, I can spiritually, I can see Adam and his bride came out of his side. We are his bride, both male and female. We're all his bride collectively. We're his house. Uh, so interesting little metaphor there that mm -hmm. I personally see 
Yeah, interesting, and um, it's just it's really just intriguing how you just read through all the scriptures and just the fact that they did not break his legs. Obviously, just fulfilling prophecy, right? That none of mm-hmm. his, none of none of his bones would be broken. Um, his tunic would be it would be the lot to cast lots for the tunic. The thirty pieces of silver that he was he was a uh, you know Pete, that 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 uh, Simon. Um, I mean, I'm sorry that 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 the the betrayer tra- betrayed him with, right? Just, so you have took all, the three. Yeah. So so you just mm-hmm. you just add all these up, and there's this this. Uh, I think you were taking talking about 365. I just t- took uh, you know the evidence of and the verdict when I was studying that as a non-believer, and just saw the top 30, and it was just crazy to go back to the Old Testament and look and see and look and see, and it's like it's just amazing to see how 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 many scriptures were fulfilled. And um, and that's where it becomes hard when a Jewish person rejects the Messiah, right? Mm-hmm. So they will take little pieces of scriptures and say he didn't fulfill this, didn't fulfill this, and it's like uh, really understanding which ones are messianic prophecies and which ones aren't are really important in this study. But it's a very and what it does to me every time I go study that it just just strengthens my faith. Oh yeah. Well, it says that he is the author and finisher of our faith, and he, the he in that, it would be the word of God from the beginning that became flesh. And the more you read this word, the more you grow your faith. Um, pretty amazing. I had another point. Holy Spirit was showing me, and it escapes me. Yeah, I love Isaiah one eighteen as well, which is... Uh... Let me bring up, I'll bring up my ESV version here. Well, you're pulling it up. I was going to make the point I've made before that I saw a study one time that if eight, just eight things came true in one person across the span of where the scriptures were written and the places on earth that they were written, if eight things came true in one person, it'd be like stacking quarters, four deep, I think, across that Right, compared to each other, right next to each other across the whole state of Texas and taking a red marker and marking one of those quarters and somebody walking out there and turning that quarter over the first time. So the odds, it's pretty phenomenal for that many things to happen. Yeah. yeah no, it's no miraculous way. is what it is, which yeah, God's, God's into the miraculous. His yes, business. he is in the miraculous. No question about it. To make it where it's almost, you know, it's almost like a, you know, the Q drops I've studied for the last five years. It's like, a, how many coincidences do you need, <laughs> right? I don't think Jesus could have controlled that he was born in Bethlehem and that he went to Egypt and God called him out of Egypt, right? All these things are fulfilled prophecies that, uh, that that uh, uh, really make it really very clear that he is our messiah mm-hmm. he who saw it was born witness his testimony is true and he knows that he is telling the truth that you also may believe this is really why john wrote his book he tells us later right is, is he wants you to understand and believe uh, for these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled not one of his bones will be broken there you go see that from uh, exodus it shall be eaten in one house, and you shall not take any of the flesh outside. Looks like I'm gonna have to go to the rest of it. And you shall not break any of its bones. So when you're doing a, he was a sacrificial Passover lamb, right? You didn't mm. break the bones of the perfect lamb. 
to this perfect lamb was Jesus, right? And uh, you'll see in uh, Numbers 9, 12, talks about they shall leave none of it until morning, nor break any of its bones. According to all the statutes of the Passover, they shall keep it. So this comes back to just keeping the Passover lamb and, and understanding that the Jews had no idea. They were literally preparing the once and for all sacrifice of the Passover lamb. Amazing. Not to mention it happened on Passover and they celebrated it. Yep. <laughs> Cleanse out the old leaven that you may be new a new lump as you really are unleavened for Christ. Our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. This is why we celebrate here the seven major, what I call biblical holidays or Old Testament holidays, right? One of them being the Passover. And so we'll be celebrating that here again, in, I think in March and uh, coming up relatively soon. And God does a lot of work on his Passover days. So that's one of the reasons we want to cel celebrate those. And uh, now we got to Jesus buried. Do you want to do this part? Gus? Sure. Jesus buried. Verse 38, after these things, Joseph, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away his body. Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and alloys, about 75 pounds in weight. That's a lot of myrrh. So they, yeah. so they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with pieces, with, with spices as the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden and in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. So because of the Jews' day of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. And we've been to that garden tomb. It's right around the corner from Golgotha. <laughs> yeah, right from that, right around the corner. I didn't realize it was so close to mm -hmm. um, the, the actual crucifixion site. So it's one of the cool things about being in, in, uh, in the Holy Land. Just be able to kind of be able to see it and live it was pretty awesome experience yeah so yeah. anything about this that you wanted to wanted to emphasize or expand on uh, well let's see uh, just that maybe Nicodemus got a little bolder in the end there taking Jesus remember he came to him by night because he didn't want to see, be seen by the Jews but he was a Jewish leader that's the one that Jesus said that he needed to be born again yeah, that'd be the first birth the natural birth and then born again or anathon which uh, means born from above words you have to read this gospel and when the moment you believe he pierces he circumcises your heart and you're born again and you start your walk with Jesus in the word but um yeah, there's a lot of then, a lot of uh, parallels to, you know, what happened on whatever day it was. Some, most people say Friday. I think it was actually earlier when you really study everything. But um, Friday night, right? When it's kind of like parallel to your life when things are just going horrible, right? 
you're in the darkness, things are horrible. Here Jesus got killed. Just think about the depression of these disciples who've left everything and they're following Jesus and they see him actually go through the most, most uh, you know, uh, the worst type of punishment that was invented in history at that time, right? Another, mm -hmm. another uh, amazing prophetic word is is just the fact that he was going to be pierced for our transgressions, right? And, and this is this was written before crucifixion was even a form of punishment, right? Yeah. And so you basically you see the Old Testament scriptures actually doing that. But the whole, my whole point is, guys, you can feel massively depressed and hopeless, just like the disciples felt at this point in time. But Sunday morning's coming, right? And that's what we get mm -hmm. to move into after this chapter. We get to celebrate. The other, the other thing I often think about is he he was crucified on an altar. He was suspended between earth and heaven, mm -hmm. and he is the way to heaven. Yeah, so it's like creating that bridge between heaven and earth, mm -hmm. and you got to go through him, the Word. You got to eat his flesh and drink his blood. You got to eat his Word in your spirit and drink his Holy Spirit into you. You know and that's the only way to get to the Father, because without Him, you don't know the Father. Mm -hmm. All these, all these other vain imaginations, thinking of a God, other gods. It's it, the truth is in the Word, is His Word. So, God's made a beautiful plan here, and it's easy to follow once you get it. I like I'm just that. blessed that's to be here. I just messed something up on my other screen. I was trying to get that back to where it's supposed to be. There you go. All right, and what we. Uh, I was just looking, checking out the, the time. I guess we, we are almost out of time here. And we'd like to like to just uh, also ask if you guys have any questions or have any thoughts or any other related scriptures or whatever, put them in the chat and I'll put them up here on the screen as well. Um, but this is, you know, obviously a downtime for the story when you literally have um, this whole point about the Jesus being delivered to be crucified, being crucified. And just to see his obedience, though, and to, and to see that he had, would do this for every one of our sins, right? So it's like mm -hmm. that is just amazing um, submission like never before. And uh, I, I, it's, it's like greater love has no one than this for, for, for somebody to die for, one, for one's friends, to die for one's mm -hmm. friends, right? So that's the love that Christ has for us. And he calls us friends. Yes. And it kind of bring, brings, um, uh, let's, let's, let's go into a song that goes the goodness of God. And then we're going to end up with resurrection power. Because if you know that's happened next, right? <laughs> and he's given us resurrection power. So this is the goodness of God here. Am I on the whites now? I think so. All my life you have been faithful. So, so good. I will sing of the goodness of God. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is my God. I will praise and exalt him. Exodus 15 and 2. Mm -hmm. Second lyric we emphasize is, I love you, Lord. For your mercy never fails me. And the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Lamentations 322. 
Mm-hmm. The fourth thing. Oh, we're on third. The third thing. You have led me through mm. the fire and the darkness night. Close as no other. I've known you as a father, and what we were talking about before, a friend. And because you are son, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Mm. Galatians 4, 6. Fourth part is this, your goodness is running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I'm giving you everything. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, running over for the measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. And that's Luke 6.38. That's worship. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hand. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God.
right, now we're getting the resurrection power. One of my babes here. Now I have resurrection power living on the inside. Jesus, you have given us freedom. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do. Because I'm going to the Father. John 14, 12. Amen. All you naysayers out there, just stand back and watch. He's going to do it through us. We <laughs> believe, I'm telling you. No longer bound by sin and darkness, living in the light of your goodness. Praise God. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Galatians 5.24 Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 8.12 Amen, amen. And thirdly, you got your Holy Spirit lives in me. And I have been redeemed. The new has come. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1.13 And Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Galatians 1.3 Hallelujah. We're no yeah. longer bound by sin and darkness. Why? Because we have resurrection power.
Orcs and Deeds will you do? That is going to be beautiful, isn't it? Alright, we wrapped up another uh, another one of these beautiful uh, word and worships. I did want to end with a couple of scriptures though and get your thoughts, Gus. Uh, that's a couple of those scriptures I was talking about earlier. Um, let's see where we are here. There you are. Um, right here, this is actually John 15, 13. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. That's what Jesus did for us. Amen. It's the ultimate. When you could give no more, the scripture that was in my head a minute ago was, what good does it profit a man or person to gain the whole world and lose their soul? And uh -huh. here he gave everything he had. He gave his life and laid it down for us to fulfill that scripture, to fulfill God's plan, to pay for our sins. He was the second Adam. The first one failed. He came to fulfill the word. Amen. And he, and he, and he held it right to the end, even unto death. Yeah, and we it's think amazing. about um, um, that song that talked about uh, I'll never know the cost of seeing my sins upon that cross, right? And just uh, just remind me of that Isaiah 118, where it says, "Come now, let us reason together," says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. So it happens when we get the forgiveness of Christ. Right, that blood actually makes everything that was dark completely white as snow be like wool going forward. Amen. Mm -hmm. That magic eraser they use on the walls ain't got nothing on Jesus Christ and his blood to remove sin. You know, it's it's amazing. It's he's uh he's the sin eater. He just took it all from us. Amen. <laughs> Crash and burn and come back to life, <laughs> you know. He's the ultimate, well, no, I was going to say he's the ultimate evil Knievel. He's the ultimate good Knievel. <laughs> we have, uh, so I guess uh, Chosen is in the theaters right now on episodes uh, four, five, and six. So it says, uh, so Lord is back stage says, I wanted to Chosen was so intense and so good last night. So that is pretty cool. So uh, I imagine that was, uh, Lord is, that was actually episodes four. Uh, five, six, and seven in the U.S. So uh, they're actually going to play, I think, all eight episodes of the entire season in in these six weeks of uh, theater time. And right now they're in the second movie, which is um, episodes four, five, and six, and then seven and eight will be a couple weeks later. So uh, if you're in the U.S. and get to those, it's awesome to be able to support the, the, them in theaters at this point in time. All right. You know if you can purchase one, two, and three now if you didn't see it in the theater. Um, I don't. Uh, that's a good question. Whether they, whether they, I think they're going to go through all eight of these and then they're going to uh, every single week um, do the free ones, right? Um, so I'm yeah. not sure if somebody who didn't see one through three can can catch up. It's a good thing they look on the chosen app though. The chosen app. If you haven't downloaded mm -hmm. that, it's a great app. It's also Angel Studios has an app as well. We can get more details as well. I see uh, Annette has something. Jesus is the gate that we must pass through. And his blood was poured out outside the gate. 
Could this have something to do with Jesus' blood was poured outside the gate? Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting, too. Interesting. You know, I was thinking of the sections in the temple they sacrificed in the first, you know, outside the Holy of Holies and the, uh, what they have, the, uh, what was the, the middle compartment then the Holy of Holies? The, the, the center one was where they had the showbread and all that. Uh, the holy place. Holy place. The holy place, then the Holy of Holies. Exactly. And yeah. then he was sacrificed out there. So I wonder if it's a reference to that. But yeah, that's that's good. I like that, though, uh, Annette. I, I hadn't really thought about that, where he was, he was killed outside the gate. And then that blood covers our sins so we can get inside the gate. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it too. Yeah. And so Elizabeth says, Jesus heals the brokenhearted. Uh, isn't that true? That's what our inner healing and deliverance is all about, right? We have a group that meets um, every other week. Um, if you are interested in being part of that ministry, um, you can take the free training course. It's a, it's a beautiful five-week training course in detail from one of the best uh, inner healing and deliverance people that exist and it's all about healing the brokenhearted and setting the captives free so it's inner healing and then deliverance you basically heal the wounds that are causing problems that literally satan and the demons love right and they attach to these wounds so once you heal the wound there's no legal right for the spirit to be there and you basically say go to the pit yeah so jesus comes and heals the wound and then you go to the pit. It's a beautiful method that works so well. And it's really healing the brokenhearted and um, and actually setting the captives free. So if you want to be part of that ministry, make sure you join the group at the neighborhood.social. And there's a group called Inner Healing Deliverance, right? And then even if you're behind, you can still go take that course and still be part of that group and be part of that ministry. If you need help from Inner Healing and Deliverance, um, and we're, we're offering that as long as we can handle it, um, uh, free of charge as far as, far as this, this ministry goes, right? So um, what you would want to do is, is go um, connect to those people in that same group. And you can chat with them in the neighborhood. That's why you need to create a neighborhood account because that's where you can basically com connect with this whole ministry, right? There's also a place to contact us um, that you can do on the Best Teach Ministries as well as the neighborhood and uh, you can request something there as well. But the best thing to do is just go to neighborhood.social and become part of this ministry, right? It's, a, it's just a place where we, it's like a Facebook, Facebook for Christian patriots, right? And then at neighborhood.social, you'll be able to um, have, a, have an app that you can have on your phone, plus just go to the URL and you can chat with uh, people in this ministry. You can see all the groups, including the Inner Healing and Deliverance group. It'll be a beautiful time. Um, so, uh, see, Lily says you. She, she says you can watch the previous ones on the chosen app already. Interesting. I didn't think they'd release any Check of them. Until, until, uh, you know, I was thinking that's good. I was thinking, Rick. You know, the world wants to give us a pill for every ill. You yeah. know, if you got issues, depression, uh, whatever, psychological issues, and it comes from traumatic experiences early on in life, unbeknownst to us in many ways, often. Uh, and we uncover those in that, uh, that healing. And it actually fixes the problem. It doesn't mask it like the drugs do. And the drugs will keep you bound to those drugs. It's pharmakia, which means uh, witchcraft. So don't fall for the world schemes, but just read your 
Bible. God's got all the answers in there. Jesus delivered many people from demons, healed many people, everyone in care. Now he's called us to do it on his behalf. So long as we have this Holy Spirit living in us, we do those greater things than he did because he went on to the Father. It's beautiful. Now, the enemy wants to keep this from us. And he's He's used church in a lot of ways to say, oh, those are things back when the disciples here. Well, if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, why would he stop doing those things? It's the whole reason Jesus came to set us free mm -hmm. and to bring heaven on earth. He has set us free, indeed. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing when you find out the truth about it. Yeah, yeah, no question about it. I also just wanted to show people here again you can um, download the apps here just go to blessedteach.com slash apps that's blessedteach.com slash apps or you can use that QR code you literally if you've never done that before it's really easy you just take your camera and you put it on that QR code and then up on your screen it's gonna pop up the website where you get just like Gus is doing right now <laughs> and so you can put it on there and then it'll take you to this this actual website right here and then you can see the two apps you can download. The neighborhood.social. There you go. He went right to it. Yeah. And then you can download neighborhood.social as well as B2C Ministries. Obviously, if you have an iPhone, you do the two on, on, on the left that say App Store. <laughs> and the one that say Google Play, if that's an Android. Right. And then you can download those two apps. Um, the neighborhood.social app that's talked about. That's where you can chat with uh, all of us that are this part of the neighborhood. Yeah, so become part of the neighborhood. Become a neighbor. Right, and you, uh, and that's also where you all the groups are, where we can share information, and it's just a beautiful place for Christian patriots to uh, to commute. And the there will be a major upgrade coming on that as well, even be a better interface um, here coming next month. But then B2T Ministries app is the one where you can get to all seven of our platforms because we just had so many different cool software like this neat software called searchy where you can search all the prophecies or search any word on any of the and and, and that is that's a that's a separate platform and it's kind of a little weird to get to but on the app it's boom you're there right and you can be searching on israel for all the prophets and netanyahu right like i've done to show you guys what the prophets are saying about netanyahu and israel so go see for yourself right and uh that the the main prophets we have there are Amanda Grace, Julie Green, as well as some Kim Clement prophecies, as well as a little bit of the written, a lot, a lot of the written prophecies from Mark Taylor from back back then, and then now we're now putting my my uh, words from from the Lord there as well that are that are called the Rex Alone Time from God, so that is pretty cool. So if you want to get to the screen, use that QR code that Augustus did, or just go to blessedteach.com/apps. So uh, with that, uh, we really appreciate you all being here. I know we passed the, the 6.30 time frame and just, uh, we'd love for you to spend Friday nights with us doing Word and Worship. We also do this on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. CST where we use Word and Worship. Um, and we just went over Ephesians 6. So we're going to be going over a new book and I need to think through which one I want to go through next. Because we just, we went through Daniel, we went through Hebrews and we went through Revelations and we went through, uh, 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 now, now, we've, now we're almost done with the book of John here. So I guess we're going to have to think about what we do next because I think there's a, there's a few more chapters left. We're just finished chapter 19. We're going to gut with John chapter 20 next Friday. Um, but we love you all. And, we, and, if, and if you guys want to We could go up, back to the beginning of John and do it all over again. It's yeah. better and better. <laughs> You can go deep into this stuff, that is for sure. Um, yeah, 
It's a lifetime worth of uh, reading and digestion yeah. for your soul. All right. Hey, with that, if everybody wouldn't mind unmuting and saying goodbye, we'll see you next week. We'll see you Sunday, 10 a.m. CST. See ya. God bless. God bless. Thank you, Rick and Gus. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Everyone. Bye. Shalom. Nice dreams. Um, have a good weekend. <laughs> yes, y'all too. Yeah, you have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. God bless. Tree. <laughs> <laughs> the Oprah song. Tenor. Shalom. Shalom.